Yeah, 7.05. It must be Monday night indeed. Time for the Employment Hour here. Talk Radio AM 640. Phone lines always open. 416-870-6400. Star 640 on sale. Your calls for the next hour. Lior will be taking them. Answer all your employment questions, your severance questions, workplace Employment contracts, everything, all that stuff. We're going to cover it here as we uh, go through the evening. We always get to a severance pay calculator, terminationquestions.com. It's a chock-full show, so we'll get to that after uh, the week that was. How you doing, pal? Hey, Johnny. Thank you very much, and uh, really happy to be back here on the Monday edition of our Employment Hour show, slowly but surely taking over the uh, the radio airwaves, <laughs> soon to be Tuesdays, Fridays, twice on Sundays, Hang on. Uh, all that good stuff. So I'm um, happy that people are listening and asking questions about their workplace rights. Uh, you know, we, we're really here to educate. That's really what this is all about. Uh, we we want to inform people things you meet, might need uh, to know now or maybe in the future. And uh, it's really important stuff. You lost your job, you want to talk to me. If you're worried about something happening in the workplace, your boss is not treating you properly, you want to talk to me. So let's uh, get those things going. And to start us off, John, as you said, the week that was, a couple of situations that I find quite interesting. The first one, well, you know we always talk, John, on the show about getting severance, but did you know you can actually get severance without even working for the company? I'm in. Uh, this is a, a classic example. I had a, a lady that called me in a very difficult situation for her. She uh, she interviewed for a, a job and got the job and you know was really happy about it. It seemed like a great job for her uh, and uh, met the, the owner of the company, had a good rapport. They talked about her compensation, everything. So she goes and she quits her job job, the job that she had. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she gives her notice, uh, two weeks notice. And then uh, just as she's getting ready to start on the Monday, on the Thursday before the Monday when she was going to start the job, uh, the owner of the company says, unfortunately, some funding we were looking for didn't come through. So we're not going to have you start with us after all. Well, this lady, of course, is, is in a very difficult situation. She quit her job. She has no income. Now she doesn't have this new job. She can't go back to her old employer. They're not going to hire her back. Uh, so what does she do? And she's, of course, very, very frustrated, very upset. She's actually a sole provider, a single mom, so she needs this income. Uh, and that's when she calls me in, in, in tears, actually, very, very upset. And what I told her here, and, and I've, I've had these matters before, is, well, the fact that they made you the offer and you accepted that offer and relied on it to... Uh, to quit your other job gives you rights. It gives you entitlements. Now, if they don't want you to come in, well, they still have to pay you severance. As far as I'm concerned, you were an employee. Uh, and because of that, you're owed severance. And for her, I assessed her as being owed about three months pay. Now, John, she hadn't worked a day for this company, wow. uh, never started there. Yet she's still going to be owed a three months pay from, from them because of the fact that they had an agreement, because of the fact that she quit her job in reliance on that agreement. You can't do that. And there's an important lesson there for employers. Uh, if you're going to hire an employee, you're going to make an offer, make sure that you're serious. Make sure that you can follow through on it. People are going to rely on that. And, and if they rely on it and then you change your mind or something falls through, you're liable. You're liable for compensation. And for employees... Certainly, get things in writing, okay? When, it's, when it comes down to an offer, make sure you have the offer in writing. Make sure that uh, the terms are agreed to before you quit your job. There's a lesson there for everyone. But just because you may not have started working does not mean that you don't get severance. In this case, she was owed three months pay, John. Was that three months based on the previous work from her other job, I would assume? Well, it is actually based on the fact that uh, 
had she started working and they mm-hmm. fired her shortly after, I, w- I assessed what severance would she have been owed? And I assessed her being owed three months. Had she started working well, I think the same analysis would have applied in this situation where she didn't start working, but she was just about to. So still three months pay for her. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. What else you got going on there? Other matter, John, I called, a gentleman called me. He had worked for a company for 12 years. Uh, and was laid off temporarily. So I talked to him about it. You know, he was 58 years old, makes a good amount of money, about $70,000. And, you know, I assessed him as being owed around 14, 15 months compensation. Mm-hmm. And we're having the chat. And then I make a comment to him. I said, then I'm assuming you hadn't been laid off before. And he says, well, actually, three years ago, they laid me off for three weeks. And I, then I went back to work. That's when I became really frustrated, mm-hmm. unfortunately, because I had to give him bad news. The bad news was because you were laid off three years ago, because you've accepted accepted it, you've given them the right to do it again. So now you could be on layoff for another eight months, and unless they decide after eight months not to call you back, there's nothing I could do about it. Very, very important lesson. A temporary layoff is a termination that entitles you to get severance. But if you're, you let your employer lay you off temporarily and you go back, you give them a right to do it again in the future and at that point, you can't do anything. Such is such an important thing for everyone to remember, John. Even after three years, there's no window there. It's like it's happened before. That's all there it's is to it. It's going to be yeah. so tough when they've yeah. done it before and he let him do it. Even after three years, he, uh, he's stuck with it, I believe, John. Marco, we'll get you in here before we take a, a short break. What's your concern? Hey, I uh, just want to say thanks for the show. It's, uh, it's actually a great show. Listen Absolutely. To all the time. Thanks, man. Um, quick question. Actually, there's uh, my employer, actually, uh, to, with several of us, we have... Uh, sick and personal days that were given to us uh, when we started the company. And then all of a sudden, as of January 1st, uh, they just basically reduced all the days. Some people have zero and some people have one now, uh, but just with no communication, just telling us what it is. Yeah. And, and you know, that that's just such bad HR on the part of a company to do that without communication, without regard to to people. And strictly speaking, it's not legal to do. They can't change the terms of your employment. That said, that said, because we're not talking about something that's huge, we're not talking about you know reduction in pay, a significant reduction, or you know uh, relocating you, demoting you. It's probably the type of change that, even though it's not a good idea to impose, probably doesn't quite rise to the level of a constructive dismissal. Which means there may actually not be something that you can do about it practically. Now, if they also had reduced your pay, perhaps, but the fact that they eliminated the sick and the personal days, it, it's borderline but probably doesn't rise to the level, Marco, so there may not be much you can do about it other than to talk to your employer, to try to explain to them why that's unfair, maybe you reach some sort of a compromise, but in terms of the law getting involved, probably not quite there. Marco, appreciate the call. We'll get to more of your calls, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Lines are wide open. We'll take them as they come. Give us a call. The Employment Hour, just getting warmed up. Talk radio, AM 640. Yeah, we'll get to the severance pay calculator and our... Uh Topic for this evening, all about contracts of employment and employment agreements. But first, we always get to our uh, good phone callers. Tony, good evening. How are you? Not bad at all. How are you doing? Good, pal. What's, uh, what's your concern? My concern is I got a friend who uh, he, had taken, he had just taken some time off, leave of absence to go uh, get higher education. And uh, now her employer, or not her employer, her manager is holding on to her T4 slip telling her until she returns her photo ID and the company's jacket, she won't be able to get her T4 slip. Wow. Uh, 
No, it's it's not possible at all. That that's that's illegal. Uh, two things: she she could uh, contact CRA and ask CRA okay. to help her with this, or she okay. contacts me, and and that'll probably be a bit faster because I can assure you a quick letter or an email even from me to her employer, and the T4 shows up at her doorstep within 24 hours. Uh, no, Thank they can't do that. So have Thank her give you. me a call. I'm happy to help. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Tony. Allison, how are you? Good evening. I'm good. How are you, John? Okay. What's going on with you tonight? Well, so I was working for a company, and they were, they're a franchisee. And I've worked for this particular franchise uh, at another location. I'd worked there for seven years. In this location, they had asked me to move to this new location to assist the new owner uh, to get the business back off the ground. So essentially, I was with him for about two and a half years. And um, he really showed no interest in keeping the business going. Uh, so I saw the warning signs and I decided, well, I'll find another job. So I found another job. And so he owed me a week's worth of pay. And he said, yeah, don't worry. He's like, I'll send it to you. No problems. And, uh, you know, it never came. I'd bother him. It never came. And he said, well, you know, I'm just closing down the business. I says, okay, so what about my money? He said, well, it'll, you know, I'll, I'll see, you know, I have to sell off some of the equipment first and, and I'll see, you know, uh, uh, what I can get you. So, okay, fine, in good faith. You know, I waited and waited, and then I then I stopped being able to get a hold of him. He stopped replying to my phone calls, my emails. Then I get a letter from the CRA saying that uh, they my taxes got reassessed because um, the uh, numbered company um, that I worked for they uh, got their taxes reassessed, and he essentially did not pay my the income tax that he took off of my monthly checks. He did not pay the government so now i owe the government money (laughs) yeah so there's only a reason one reason by the way where cra would go after you for that is because they probably can't find the guy exactly so i'm at kind of a loss i like i filed a a thing with the labor board my case is still waiting to be assigned that was back in november i think early november is when i sent in my paperwork for the labor board they sent me a letter back in I want to say end of December saying, okay, well, we got your, your request, your claim. And, um, you know, we're just waiting to assign mm-hmm. you a case, uh, a, a case advisor and, you know, we're right. backed up and all that stuff. So I'm so at a lot. Here, Alison, let, let me kind of cut to the chase here. At the yep. end of the day, it, it comes down to whether or not this guy can be located. You know, mm-hmm. if he can be located or if there's other directors of the company that can be located, or if the company has assets that can be located, this is easy. Mm-hmm. You can get paid mm-hmm. right away. I can I could help you myself with that. But yeah. if, if if he's a phantom, if he's disappeared, left the country, is now some sort of a, uh, anonymous guy, then no one can do anything because we need to be uh. able to find the guy. And ideally, we would have had this discussion back when you were still communicating with him, when there was a business that's operating with, with uh, uh, assets, and we could have easily dealt with it. Right now, my yeah. concern is, because I've seen it happen, is that this guy has disappeared and may even not even be in the country and probably left a lot of debt and liabilities everywhere, and he may not be found, hmm. and there's nothing that the labor board can do about that. They're, they're not even going to try to find the guy other than to send a letter to some address, which probably is not going to get anywhere. So mm-hmm. I'm not feeling uh, very warm and fuzzy about this. It is possible that you, you may uh, not get that money, unfortunately. Really? Okay. Because I know he's still. I know he's still in the country. 
And mm. I know he's still operating because a lot of the clients, because I brought a client book to the business, and a lot of my clients are saying that he's still trying to contact them um, to do printing. Well, if you can, if you can company. find them, if you can find them, then yeah. then that's easy, and I, I can certainly okay. help you. Labor board may not be able to help. Well, can help you get the week's pay. They won't be able to help you with the the tax money. Mm-hmm. With respect to the tax money, I can help you if you can show me where he is. That's not a uh-huh. problem. But, oh, but okay. we need to find the guy. Got a Tommy Lee Jones, that guy, and track him down. We'll yeah. uh, take a quick break. Ross, we see you there. And if you would like to call, we'd love to hear from you. 416-870-6400 is the number. Star 640 on your cell. Employment Hour continues here on a Monday night. Yeah, do call now indeed. Lots of time. 725 Monday night, the Monday night edition of the Employment Hour. Back here again Wednesdays at 7 o'clock as well. Ross, thanks for hanging in, fella. How are you? Oh, no problem, man. I got an interesting question here. Uh, the question is that I am covered by a collective agreement, and but I'm on a recall period right now that ends in June. Now, the company has is holding my severance, my negotiated three-month severance, until they receive back money that they claim is theirs, and I'm claiming it's not, and they're claiming it is. The question is they're saying that, that they can garnish or withdraw from my severance the amount that they believe they owe and i'm saying they can't that 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 uh, severance payments are dictated what what is allowed to to come from a severance payment is dictated by law and in statute and a court order would be required for anything above and beyond that so the answer to that ross is that they cannot withhold payment that way unless the collective agreement gives them that power. So an employer and an employee can agree in advance that if you owe us money, we can deduct that from what we owe you, but that has to be an agreement in writing, and that's what a collective agreement is. So if the, if the collective agreement says that, yes, they can do that. Uh, if it does not say it, they cannot. Either way, uh, the answer is in the collective agreement, and either way, the union is the only one that's allowed to do something about it, whether uh, if, if what the employer is doing is right or, or wrong, the union is the only one that can do anything about it. You can't do anything about it uh, on your own, uh, and you can't pursue the matter on your own with the government. Actually, it has to be uh, the union. Now, the, my, my question is, when my recall period ends at the 1st of June, does that mean then I am no longer covered by the union? I'm, I'm finished my recall period. The company then, the payment then would have to come under the auspices of the Canadian Labor Code, would it not? Uh, well, it, it, it's dictated by that, by, by the Employment Standards Act. But no, you're still covered by the collective agreement. You're still a unionized employee. You, you can never get out of that. And it's only the union that can pursue that on your behalf. Uh, there's no exceptions. I see. Okay, I understand. All right. Thanks, pal. I appreciate it. Have a good night, sir. Got uh, Don on the line. Good evening, Don. Good evening, Jonah. Thank you very much for taking my call. Yeah, man. What's going on? I'm also collect- uh, under a collective bargaining agreement, and I've just received it in the mail, and my question has not been answered at all. I've read it from cover to cover. I was on uh, disability for a couple of years. I'm due to retire at 65 in April, and I went to get medications just before Christmas, and I found out that they've cut me off from my, uh, from my uh, benefits. They they cut you off from benefits. No, the only uh, if if the collective agreement is silent on that issue, mm-hmm. then they cannot do that. Okay, that answers my question. I wanted to get all my ducks in a row. I have no, my employer hasn't called me to let me know that they were going to do this. 
And when I called the carrier of the uh, benefit, they said my employer should have notified me and given me uh, the opportunity to keep my benefits in place through my own pocket. But my my employer never bothered to call me, so this just came out of the blue to me. So, so Don, your, your first call has to be to the union as soon as possible. Thank you, Donnie. Got uh, Rich on the line. Rich, how are you? Thanks a lot for having me on. I'm very well. Uh, my question is, it's a bit of a story, but I'll make it short. So I've been working for my employer for six years um, under an employment contract, which I signed when I uh, started working for my company. Last May, they made changes to the employment contract that negatively affected the, the employees that originally signed it, which was a group of us. Um, those changes were uh, to be uh, taking effect in November. So they gave us about six months advance notice of those changes, which I understand um, effectively um, it makes it so that we can't claim constructive dismissal as a result of those changes. My question is, because they've changed certain aspects of the original contract, does that mean that the entire contract is null and void, or does that mean that other aspects of the contract remain valid? No, usually it means that the other aspects of the contract remained valid unless what they changed was completely fundamental. Like if, if you're a salesperson and they made you a marketing coordinator, well, maybe. But if they changed certain aspects of compensation, for example, then no, the old contract continues to apply uh, still and uh, for good or for bad. Does that make sense? Understood. Yeah, yeah, it does. Thank you very much for answering my question. You're welcome, no sir. We'll get to uh, Fabio quickly before we break. Hey, Fabio, how are you? Uh, not too bad. How are you doing? Good, good man. What's uh, what's uh, what's your concern tonight? Well, listen, I was let go from my uh, job. I worked there for over 15 years. Now, uh, I I did uh, I was let go on the reason that they had uh, suspicion that I was opening up my own business, uh, similar business, so becoming a competitor. So, uh, in their protection, they uh, they let me go. Mm-hmm. Uh, fold off fired me. Give me uh, no two weeks. That's it. Uh, done. They gave me one week uh, severance pay after 15 years. Now it's been four years uh, that this has happened. I, I kind of dropped the ball on everything, and uh, I was wondering, in in a case like mine, or not just me specifically, but in a case like mine, is there a way of retroactively uh, retroactively getting uh, severance? Well, I have bad news for you here, Fabio. Uh, the, the reality is that uh, you're out of time. It is a two-year limitation period, so you had two years to pursue it. Uh, t- even two years and a day is too late. In your case, it's been four years, so you're definitely way out of time, and it's such a bad thing because you would have, after 15 years, you could have been owed 14, 15, 16 months pay. Uh, yeah. So this is bad news, unfortunately, I have for you tonight, my friend, but, but you're out of time. Yeah, and there's no, nothing that you could do. No, I think, thankfully I became successful. So well, <laughs> right, right. That's all that matters but, then. Yeah, yeah but uh, I just was wondering for either uh, other listeners that might have fallen into the, the not knowing mm-hmm. category like I was. Yeah, but and that's you, a, a very important. And you're right. Question. For our listeners, as Fabio just said, remember there's a two-year limitation period. And I don't recommend waiting two years, but you have up to two years to pursue any issues you have with your employer. Take a short break, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, your phone calls. Got some lines open there. Give us a call. You want to chat, you want a concern, you haven't answered. Lior's here right till 8 o'clock. 7.35 here in the Employment Hour, Monday nights and Wednesday nights here at the same time, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell is the number right up till 8. Sandra, thanks for hanging in. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. What's uh, What's your concern? Okay, so my concern is, and this is not a, a, a concern that I have right now, 
But I used to work as a temp, so general labor in a warehouse. Mm -hmm. And after a year working at a certain uh, company with a certain agency, I was told after 11 months, you know, thanks very much. You've done a great job. We want you to stay on. Uh, call us in the morning and, and we'll let you know when your next shift is. And then I didn't get another shift and uh, that was the end of that gig. Is there going to ever be any legislation for temporary placement workers? Well, Sandra, there already is. And, and unfortunately, a lot of people are not aware that the law provides some very good protections. And in fact, you, you using your example, you worked there for, let's call it a year, almost a year. Yeah, no, no. Could they... 11 months, and then I right. got a letter stating, mm-hmm. letter stating, thank you very much, you've done great work, uh, we'll call you if we need you, and uh, keep up the good work, and then I never got called. Right. Well, at that point, Sandra, you were owed severance, and in fact, the, depending on, on a few particulars, you could have gotten anywhere from two to four to five months pay, months, not weeks. So, yeah, uh, the law as provides a, for those protections. As a temp? Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Titles don't matter. Absolutely. If you have a job for 11 all those months. Ridiculous documents, really? 100%. You this is why we do the show. You can't contract out of your rights. Your rights are what they are. And whether or not your employer has you sign 25 pieces of paper, that doesn't change your rights in that regard. So, yeah, Sandra, you know, and, and that's a very important call you made because a lot of people are going to be in the exact same situation. They think that because they have the title, quote unquote, of temp or contract or part time, that, that they don't have entitlements, that the law doesn't provide protections if they lose their job. And that's not the case. Uh, and, and, you know, it may not even be too late for you, Sandra, depending on how long it's been. Was it more than two years ago? Two years, and you're telling me up to two years. Mm-hmm. You have exactly two years. Has it been more than two years? Uh, it's been uh, 11 months. Okay, well, then, then you're, you're in, uh, in luck. Give me a call off here. Let's talk about what you would have been owed because you can't lose a, a job that you've had for 11 months without compensation, irrespective of what title you have. Sandra, that number, by the way, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Hey, Craig, how are you? Good, how are you? You got a question about the uh, severance pay calculator. We haven't covered it yet, but we'll get to it. What's your, uh, what's your concern? Um, I was told that uh, Lior made the severance calculator. Am I correct? Yes, correct. I did. <clears throat> so how accurate is the calculator if I punch in my numbers? Mm-hmm. Bang on. It, it is, 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 ac- is accurate as I can absolutely make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. It's probably 95% as accurate as I could do it on my own, you know, because uh, it's technology, but it's extremely accurate. Uh, and it okay. gives you an estimate of what your entitlements would be in the eyes of the law. Absolutely. So it's not a disclaimer or anything like that. So with the number that comes out, let's say three months, six months, that's what the, that's what the law would provide for you in that situation. Yeah. And okay. if you give me your particulars, I can give you an assessment right now. You don't even need the calculator. So you want to tell One me how year? long you worked? One year, probably. One year. And what kind of a job? What were you doing? Um, uh, forging. So I don't know if it's a trade or whatever. Okay. No, I get it. And how old are you, Craig? 54. So someone in your situation, you'd be entitled to right around three to four months pay. All right. So that's what the law would provide for you if you lost your job. Uh, and I, I bet you the calculator would give you a very, very similar range. It, it did. Yep. But I'm having an issue. Why? What's, What's the issue? issue? With, with your firm. Okay. 
and and that's what I keep saying. Three months, and someone saying no. Hmm. Okay. Well, I, I I would need more particulars than that. So happy to chat off the air. But that's what the law would provide for you. In some situations, it's a question of whether or not it makes sense to pursue it, uh, to engage in a process. If someone's offered you two and a half months, and you know, is it, and, and they're drawing the line on the sand, do we take legal action over that extra two weeks? Maybe yes, right. maybe no. So sometimes those issues we have to consider. But yeah, would the law provide for three months pay for you at fifty-four after a year? For sure, it would. Yes. Again, Severance Pay Calculator is that website. Want to check it out? It's a good time to take a break and send everybody over there. In the meantime, the number 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Lots more of the Employment Hour coming right up. Give us some. Uh, give us your call. we got uh, some open lines here if you'd like to chat. 745, yeah, give us a call. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. would love to hear from you. SeverancePayCalculator.com. Find out what you're really owed. Put, uh, input uh, some basic information. And the number comes out the bottom, and there's even a contact if you want to send that off to Lior for a, uh, a consultation. Got uh, Jeffrey here. Hi, Jeff. How are you? I'm not too bad. Yourself? Good. What's your concern, pal? Uh, well, I got a brother-in-law who uh, got let go from his job, I think it was in September. He was actually fired, and uh, he worked uh, management running like a small project um, uh, with a pretty large grocery uh, company that mm-hmm. we all shop at. And um, he basically got fired, and um, he uh, was a uh, kind of went to a, an employment lawyer and said, well, I want to fight this. And uh, they basically met with him and said, yeah, you're right. You were wrongfully dismissed, but we're going to uh, drag this out for so long that it's not going to be worth your while. It's going to cost you way too much money. And his lawyer at the time said, you might as well just drop it. There's no point in even pursuing this any further. So I'm just wondering if he really uh, has any ground hmm. to keep going after it. Like, how does he get his money back? Because he doesn't have, you know, he doesn't have a job right now. He's still trying to find work and he's not sure if he can... Uh, you know, float the cost, the legal cost, to try and get his severance that he'd be owed. Well, obviously, Jeff, I would need to know more about why he was fired, what they say he did, what actually did happen, you know, a, a lot of things as well. But assuming my conclusion would be, as you said, that he was wrongfully dismissed, that that wasn't proper, that he's owed compensation, well, there, there's uh, many ways to deal with these issues, the issues that you've raised about the cost. One of the ways is is the fact that you know we can arrange what we call a contingency arrangement. We only get paid if, if there's compensation that comes to him. A lot of our clients, by definition, don't have a lot of money because they lost their job. So we never let that stand in the way of pursuing a matter. Everyone should have a right to get what they're owed. So I, I wouldn't worry about that at all. And, and honestly, if a lawyer knows what he or she is doing, they're not going to let the company drag things out. You know, we know how to use the legal system to our advantage. So have them give me a call. It, it's, it's, it's nonsense for someone to tell him, oh, no, you shouldn't pursue this uh, if he's actually owed something. How long so was he there, Jeff? Uh, he was there for several years. And actually, the grounds for why he was let go were pretty flimsy. Like, he uh, was rounding up his mileage, as his boss told him to do, just round up your mileage. Hmm. And they pulled him in and said, oh, you know, you're not allowed to do this. We're letting you go. Okay. And, and they paid him nothing. They paid him nothing. They basically fired him, walked him out of his office, didn't even get him, give him a chance to pick up his stuff. How old is he? And uh, uh, he'd be about uh, 30, 33, 34. Okay. And, and he was there for uh, a few years. You said how many years? Yeah, a couple years at least. I would say probably two or three years. So he, he could be owed you know, anywhere from four to five, even as much as six months pay. 
and and because nothing here is really going to be in dispute, we're all going to agree as to what actually happened. Th- this shouldn't be a difficult matter to resolve, uh, Jeff. So have him give me a call, and we're, we're going to get it resolved. Okay, thanks very much. Thanks, Jeff. That is 1-855-821-5900 or simply Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com to uh, get a hold of him after the uh, after the show. Don, good evening. Hi, Don. Oh, hi there. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. What's going on with you? Um, I just have a question because I've been listening to your program for quite a few years, and now right. I'm in a situation where um, I've been employed for 16 years, and... I'm just wondering if your employer, if you get a lawyer and your employer um, gets a letter and the lawyer does not want to, I'm sorry, not not the lawyer, the employer does not want to accept what the offer is, is there at some point where you just have to walk away or is there some point where you just have to go to arbitration and is that worth it? So first of all, no employer, to be honest, you wants to pay more than they've offered. No, no employer says, yes, I can't wait to pay more. And by, so by definition, the employer is going to be uh, you know, unhappy maybe uh, if they realize they have to pay more. But here's the thing. The law decides how much someone gets paid, right? Mm-hmm. I don't decide that. You don't decide that. The employer certainly doesn't decide that. So if your employer has offered you six months pay and your the law says you should have 12 months pay, then guess what? doesn't matter what the employer wants to do. We're going to get it. And mm-hmm. if we can't resolve it with the letter, then we'll take legal action. And if we have to take that action to in front of a judge, the judge is going to say, hey, employer, you have to pay 12 months. So, no, uh, it, it, I would never be deterred or ever worried about the employer not wanting to pay. The laws are very, very good when it comes to severance and, and termination compensation. So don't let that uh, stop you. Give me a call if you lost your job. Let's, let's break it down. Did you lose your job, in fact, Don? Yes, yes, after six, almost 16 years. And uh, what did they offer you? How many, uh, how many weeks or months pay? They offered me 30, I think 38 weeks in total. Thir- 38 weeks, I'm going to call that nine months pay. Uh, and what job and how old, Don? I'm almost 50, so I'm in my late yep. 40s. And it was just a call center job. So you're, you're looking at at least 12 months pay, you know, probably as much as 14, 12 to 14 months. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they owe you anywhere from three to five more months paid on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's not, it, it's not a, a minor thing. It's a, it's a substantial thing. So yeah, let's, let's chat about it off air. And I wouldn't be worried about what your employer says or wants. Thankfully, the law decides here. And in your case, nine months would make it a wrongful dismissal. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Appreciate that, Don. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. We'll take a quick break. Our last break for the night. Get into some more of your phone calls. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell. The Employment Hour Talk Radio AM six forty. Winding down to our last few minutes here of the show. Again, we do a Monday nights and Wednesday nights here at seven o'clock on six forty AM six forty. The phone number. After the show, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. But for now, got uh, Mark in the line. Hi, Mark. Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. No worries. What's going on with you? Uh, so I'm uh, in uh, retail, but I'm a um, uh, what's called a um, an intern optician. I'm in the optical industry, and uh, I'm going to be writing my uh, board exams to be certified. And I've taken off time uh, to write these exams well in advance, and I I uh, put in my time to, to take off. And now uh, the owner has told me that I can't take that time off any longer. But I can't just switch that uh, schedule. Mm-hmm. 
And if I don't write these exams, then I have to wait another year to write them. So I told him that I would have to, I, I have no choice. And he told me if I don't show up to work, he would take that as me quitting. So now I want to know. How many days are you going to have to be off? I took uh, one week off. And do you need the full week or can you get, a, get away with less? Is the exams the full week? Yes, it is. Because there's different okay. exams on different days of the week. So you were planning on taking it as a vacation week? Well, I took my vacation time, yeah, but it was clear that it was for my exam. I don't know if right. that makes a difference. No, it, it, it does. And how long before the exams did he tell you uh, that you can't do it? Uh, literally about three weeks before the exams. And initially he had, a, he had formally approved the time off, right? Yes. Yes, he did. Okay. So, no, that, that, that's a very, very uh, good matter you have here in the sense that if he approves it, in reliance on that approval, you make these arrangements now. Uh, and he could have said no. If he said no, you wouldn't have made the arrangements. But because he said yes, you made the arrangements, and at the last minute he changed his mind, no, you, you can't just... He can't just do that. You don't have to now change everything because he changed his mind. So you're entitled to do what you need to do, and hopefully you can talk to him and explain the situation and that you've relied on that, and you only did that because he said, yes, go ahead and do it. And if he still says, well, now you don't have a job, that would make it a termination. That would make it a wrongful dismissal, which means you would be owed severance, full severance. Uh, hopefully you don't need to do that. Hopefully he can uh, change his mind. Is this still coming up or, or has this happened already? It's already happened and uh, there was no changing his mind because he had scheduled um, a, a what's called a buying trip for himself and that's why he needed me to go in. And how long did you work there for, Mark? Five years. Oof. Five years, okay. And, and how old are you? 28. Okay, so uh, did you find another job? No, not yet. Because okay, so, you know, right. right. So, you know, you're a young guy, but you, even in your situation, you're still going to be owed about five months' pay. So, because of that, uh, yeah, you got to give me a call. I mean, the way you've described it, the way he did, no, it's not right. He can't consider you to have resigned. He's the one that ultimately decided not to have you back after those exams. That's a termination. Right. So, you're owed compensation, Mark. Okay, so I'm going to definitely give you a call then. I have a case. Yep. Sounds good. You absolutely do. Mark, that number, one 821 5900 Last couple minutes to go. So there you go. Uh, just to reiterate, severancepaycalculator.com. That's how the uh, quick math was done by you, Lior, without having it in front of you because it's uh, the computer inside your head. But for everybody else, severancepaycalculator. <laughs> I, I the computer, well, you yes. are the computer. You built the damn That's thing. That's right. Severancepaycalculator.com. When the show is over until Wednesday night, of course, or anytime, one 855 Eight two one fifty nine hundred, and always email Lior L I O R at employmenthour.com. We'll see you back here Wednesday night, seven o'clock. The Employment Hour Talk Radio AM six forty.